0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all
1: leads up to one winning, Winning Drive. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL Chick co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Ravens win, in a little bit of a messy one, Cordell, 24-16 um, to 16 in London. We know that they left on Monday, um, and, you know, the Titans had some issues. The Ravens were very close to full strength. Um, but it still feels like they are trying to find their way, particularly on offense. So let's start with the offense. Um, I feel like Todd Munkin is a guy, out that creates opening drives better than nobody else. There's very few people that do opening drives the way that Todd Munkin can orchestrate one. Um, but – Came up with three points, then three points, then three points. Had a touchdown in there somewhere, but essentially the Ravens moved the ball really well today, but they just could not find a way to score touchdowns opposed to field goals against the defense, to be fair, that was coming into this game ninth in points allowed. So um, when you look at this offense, it still feels like, they're still trying to find their way here. And while they've been successful in the red zone, because I don't want to um, take away from what we've learned from them thus far. They've done really relatively well in the red zone. The field goals, however, or, or the situations where they're not punching it in feels problematic.
0: Yeah. I mean, one for six in the red zone in this game against the Titans, that's just not going to get it done. Um For a variety of reasons. I thought that sometimes play calling was an issue. Uh, I thought sometimes execution was an issue. And sometimes, I mean, look, the Titans defense just stood up. I mean, you know, you get into that red zone area and your back is against the wall. you're, You're running out of space. It, it got to the point to where the Titans were really there and they did a good job on Lamar specifically. I thought when Lamar was getting out of the pocket in the red zone, he really wasn't able to do much. It was a couple times that the Titans tackled him right outside the, the goal line. Just, you know, you don't really see that happen too often with Lamar. I mean, I, that's, that's really the biggest blemish I would say about this Ravens offense, at least in this game was a, the red zone being one for six in the red zone is just terrible. Um, and I, I thought I thought the run game was good. Uh, some of the execution wasn't great. Uh, on some of those pull, you had some motion guys, and it looked like a couple of times I'm watching the running back run into the back of his blocker, yeah, times and not really able to get going. So I I think that's just more of an execution thing getting that uh a little smoother. Um Lamar and the receivers just weren't on the same page a couple of times. You get that interception where he throws that pass to Bateman and people have said something about Bateman's effort. I've saw a couple of people I guess mentioned they felt like he didn't really give much effort on that play. Um yeah, a little different on on that. I mean Sure, I could see why people would say that. I would also look at it and, like, that was a very poorly thrown ball. Obviously, Lamar thought he was going to do something that he didn't.
1: Yeah, it looks like that he's he's probably going to run an out route, potentially, and that's why he threw it where he did. So if that's the case and it's a miscommunication, I don't know what exactly Bateman was supposed to do at that point. And I think yeah, that that's
0: my, my all point. To where I would give him the benefit of the doubt that if he felt like he could jump up there and at least get a hand on the ball, he would have done that. I mean, he just I mean, and he's coming right out of his break. We got to look at simple physics. If you know, just think about it. If you're actually in Bateman's shoes that you turn around right out of your break, that ball is coming in way hotter than it looks on replay.
1: Right. Right,
0: so, be able to really jump up there. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just, I, I'm just really putting into in, into perspective of what is really happening. I, like I said, I'm indifferent on it. I don't feel a way either way. Bottom line is, there was an interception on the play. Doesn't matter who jumped, who didn't jump. Yes, it clearly was a miscommunication um, on that play. Outside of that, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to nitpick, right? Because I, I felt like the Ravens offense for the most part, looked good, just couldn't finish. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, not being able to finish drives. Um, you had a couple of miscommunications where Lamar just really went cold on the pass, in the passing game. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I just think, again, this is another week where I just look at them and I see, okay, the Ravens finished with 24 points, but they could have easily finished with like 40 at the end of the day. And I I just wonder if that's kind of going to be their bugaboo. Are they going to be that team this year that just never truly reaches their potential? Is it going to be an every week thing where we're saying, you know, oh, yeah, the Ravens, they look, they look, they should have scored 50. You know, they should have blew that team out, but they didn't. Or I I tweeted it like, of course, they they let the the Titans hang around. It's just what they That's what
1: they they do. That's what they do. And that's who they are.
0: I just wonder if that's going to be the thing that kind of does them in in the long run. It it worked today in week six against the Titans, but I just don't know if you're talking about really getting to where they want to get to. If some of the bad habits that we have seen through the first six weeks that are starting to look like a pattern, I I don't know if they'll be able to overcome those things in the long run.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, you talk about that, like every, essentially every category, the Ravens dominated the Titans. Mm-hmm. I mean, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, total plays, 70 to 46. I mean, you know, time of possession, all of these things, and yet they only won by eight points. So something's got to give. And, and I'm sure that they're frustrated as well. They move the ball very well down the field, but once they start getting into the red zone, it does feel like um, some of the play calling I don't love. I don't love, you know, the conservativeness of running on first or second down. I don't have a problem with running the ball um, when you're in the red zone. By the way, it's not that's not what I'm saying. I just I don't love the play calls of the of the first and second down
0: calls. Um for the running uh, plays the in the red to your. I mean, it's, it's been predictable. I mean yes, even when they come out in sets, it was a couple of times where uh, Duvernay's the receiver and it's Andrews and Ricard's out there. And I get that they want to keep the defense on their toes. It just felt like I knew that and maybe it's because I'm around the team. I don't know what it is but I just knew that those were going to be play action passes after a while. It just, nothing really surprised me. The empty set where they go empty and they go with the Lamar, what I can't even call that a draw on that third and goal. Yeah,
1: and but, the, but the play design wasn't good prior to that. I mean, in that, um, the empty set, you know, you just got to get a little bit more original when it comes to these types of things. I thank you for saying that it is definitely them being predictable And that's the problem for me. And and I'm hoping that that's something that they can figure out. Um, But over, and, and look, again, Todd Munkin is trying to figure this out the same way everyone else is trying to figure this out, you know, the same way the wide receivers are trying to find out how to be consistently involved. Um, And so there's that, but, but I I do think that this was a good game, particularly after the game that they had last week against Pittsburgh, Mark Andrews has four receptions, 69 yards. Zay Flowers gets his first touchdown of the year. And and, and as a Raven, as a professional player, uh, six receptions, 50 yards. Nelson Aguilar, two receptions, 40 yards. Odell, two receptions, 34 yards with that big play that he had was fired up. So that was good to see. It was really good to see guys, you know, after last week, the way that they played, find a way to bounce back after what should have been a law, a win, excuse me, in Pittsburgh.
0: I agree. And and to your point, like you said, Monkin is still trying to figure this thing out. I think they all are. Six weeks in, look, Odell has played about, what, half the season to this point. Right. He's still getting his feet wet. Um, Zay is still, you know, figuring it out right now. Good to see him get that touchdown today. Um, I, I just, I, I do think that that's a part of what's going on here, that they're still trying to figure things out. I guess the thing that um, worries you that 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 is is making me put a little more stock into some of the habits that we've seen created is because is some of the stuff is like we've seen it before, you know what I'm saying? Where the Ravens aren't uh, offensively, at least, aren't reaching their full potential, and I yeah. guess it's it's just kind of the carryover a little bit and. You do wonder how much that is of just the personnel or the players that have already been here. I I, I don't know, but um, and I do think that this team has the their ceiling is very high. I mean, there it's clearly high. It's it's very high. I mean, Lamar's been sharp. Um, Lamar's playing winning football. I love this tweet. Uh about not caring about you know people's parlays or people's fantasy football teams like he's out there to win games, he's gonna get it done and a probably it's gonna look different every week. Sometimes it may be appeasing to the eye. He's gonna light up the box scores, you know. And and some days it's just gonna be whatever it takes to get the win on that day. And I thought Lamar did a lot of good things. You definitely saw some some great moments from Lamar with his legs, with his arm. Um, but you also saw some times where, you know, he wasn't as sharp with the ball. And it's usually when his mechanics abandon him and he just gets a, a little loose just throwing the ball. That's that's really the only time Lamar gets into trouble as a passer. He can make every throw.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, I, I I hope that they will be able to figure this out because, like you said, the potential is through the roof. I mean, they they have it. They have it. they They have the players, in my opinion. They have. The guy at quarterback is just kind of all come together in a full 60 minutes because we've seen it in quarters, but then, you know, they'll tend to disappear a little bit in that regard. Go ahead. I know you want to say something.
0: (laughs) I mean, just just looking, just looking one last thing, I guess, looking at the offense, um, offensive line, I thought was up and down. They had their moments um, for sure where they were sharp. I thought they were good more than not in this game. Uh, the running game was there for them, Gus Edwards. Not the most efficient day for Gus Edwards. We're not used to seeing that. 16 carries for 41 yards. He he had troubles uh really getting going. Justice Hill, eight carries for 35 yards. He was fine um in this one. And he held on to the ball, which you like to see. Didn't get to see any Keaton Mitchell in this game. Yeah. Um, that's that's not a real but, surprise to we'll, me. We'll see Keaton. It, it'll yeah.
1: happen him so we'll be looking forward to that but you know hey 24 points you take what you can get and it it, it is what it is on the flip side um the defense has continued to be a very good unit um and yes did they have some mental breakdowns at the end of the game sure um but i'm sure that they are tired of hearing us talk about it i'm sure that they are tired of having those types of breakdowns. And by that, you know, I mean the um, the, the long play in the fourth right. quarter at um, nice. uh, towards yeah. the end of the game. Uh, but still, ultimately, um, they had a really good game, in my opinion, for the most part. Derrick Henry really didn't have an opportunity to go off the way that um, – and, and look, Derrick Henry has kind of been up and down this year anyway. I think that th- th- teams are trying to make the – Titans one dimensional. Um, And so they're keen on having, you know, not having Derrick Henry beat them. So, look, 12 for 97 yards. But the longest, the the big 63 yard play is how he got to 97 yards. So, you know, if you take away that, that's 11 attempts for 34 yards. Didn't have a great day.
0: Yeah, I mean Derrick Henry was was uh shut down for most of the day outside of that one big run. Tajay Spears gets the big play at the end of the game, like you mentioned on the on the catch. Great play by him. I mean, he was yeah. good on that play. Um, but other than that, the defense did good. I mean, they had their moments where the end with the with the penalties were just going crazy. Some yeah. were bad calls. No, a
1: lot were bad calls. Yeah, let's, you know, let's be uh, honest here. The refs yeah. have a problem with um, wanting to be a part of something. if You know, that first series, there were two bad calls in that first Titans offensive series. Um, Didn't love them. Didn't think that they were past interferences, um, particularly that one with Marcus Williams. I I don't know what, felt like some home cooking because the Titans were the home team. I could be wrong, but I am really kind of tired of referees inserting themselves into games that, you know, I, I just, I don't. We talked about this on uh, the post game show. Um, Femi Iambadesio thinks that Travis Jones did put his body weight on Ryan Tannehill, but when I watched the replay, Cordell, I don't see that. I mean, the ball literally is just getting out of his hands. As, um, I'm sorry, Michael Pierce, not Travis Michael Jones. Here. I apologize as Michael Pierce is is haunting down on him. I don't know what he's supposed to do in that moment. You know, he felt like – Femi felt like he could have let up. I, I, That's a big dude. I don't know how you let up. I mean, the ball, literally, it was a bang-bang type of situation. I've watched it ten times, and I still don't know what he was supposed to do in that moment. And and it wasn't like he flopped on him. I just – Yeah, I mean,
0: that that to me is, I think, the problem. I don't know – I'm not going to say that there aren't any refs that want to insert themselves into the game. I do believe that there are some, it's been some clear examples of that happening, but on plays like that one, I just think that's them doing what they're told based off the rule. And I think it's the rule that we should be upset about because it abandons physics. It abandons physics. And that's the issue I have with the NFL. It's, I'm all for protecting guys. I don't want to see guys get knocked out of games with broken collarbones or concussions and all that kind of stuff. I want to see the stars be able to stay in the game. And even despite that, I don't feel like they should. I feel like the NFL has made the game clearly against the defense. That's been the way for a while with them going towards you can't really touch receivers and all that stuff. All right. That is what it is. But when you get to the point to where you're telling these big guys who are fighting through all – you know how much contact they have to fight through just to get to the quarterback. And then when they get there, they're going for the hit. We're, you're taught from a kid when you're practicing the tackle dummies out there. You're you're bringing your weight down on that guy. You're wrapping up at the waist, and you're taking him down. So to expect these close to 300-pound men, some of them – are over three hundred pounds to get a guy going full speed, and then somehow keep themselves from falling on that guy. Whether it's them just standing up or whether it's them rolling over. I mean, I, I just I don't like what the NFL has done because, like I said, it abandons physics and it puts these guys in a bad spot to where a bit. I mean, thankfully, it's shown these players are not going to get to the point to where okay, I'm afraid to make a play. They're at the point to where, all right, I'm going to just let them, if they call it, they call it. But I can't just pull up when I see a court, when I got the quarterback in my sights. I mean, that's essentially what they're asking some of these guys to do. Don't hit the quarterback, but so hard, or just try to push them to the ground. But some of these dudes are strong enough to where they're bouncing off of that. You can't just throw a shoulder at a quarterback and expect them to go down. I just hate these rules that abandon physics. It's it's just dumb.
1: And I remember um, a Titans game a long time ago with Vince Young as the quarterback. I think they were playing the Giants. Don't quote me on that. I know it was the Titans game where the Giants defender let up, you know, because he didn't want to get the penalty. And Vince Young ended up continuing to play, scored a touchdown as a result, or at least a big play that led to a touchdown. So, you know, you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in that regard. Um, another controversial uh, penalty was the Kyle Hamilton ejection. Now, I watched mm-hmm. this over and over again. I definitely, it's obviously a, um, it's the penalty. Wow. There's no debating that. But I saw a lot of people having conversations about it. I personally do not think that that's an ejection, Cordell. I, I, he definitely lowers his head and so that's the, the contact, but it doesn't look like he's launching. It doesn't look like he's fearing. It does not look malicious to me. I, th- I thought that he should have gotten a warning in a flag, but not necessarily an ejection. But apparently a lot of people felt like that was an ejection. I, I feel like I see those types of plays regularly in the NFL. Oh, I do right. not recall seeing people being ejected as a result. So it's the inconsistency for me that I have a problem with in that regard.
0: Yeah, this may come off wrong and I I don't want it to. But I I think that those penalties, when it comes to those and them and and the league deciding on who gets kicked out and who gets to stay in the game, sadly, I think it's based off of how hurt the guy is. I agree with that. Honestly, I, I, I think it depends on how bad the scene is. And initially it looked pretty bad for Chris Moore. I mean, he's on the ground, he's reaching, he looks like he's trying to grab for a teammate and he's not really noticing that a teammate isn't there. It, it looked scary for a second. And so I think that and the instant reaction that comes from that, um, they, they just feel like they have to do what they have to do based off that. I, that's all I can come up with because you're right. I see that type of hit all the time. Lamar Jackson ended up getting a helmet-to-helmet hit later on in the game. Didn't even get flagged. Um, so I, I, just, I just think it just depends on, because a lot of times it's tough for them to even tell what's a true helmet-to-helmet hit. Um, but in that case, clearly it was. Like you said, I don't have a problem with the penalty. I don't even know if I necessarily have a problem with the ejection. That's another one where I'm kind of in- indifferent. Um, I can, And I usually don't like ejections from football games because it, it's tough for especially college. College is, is probably the ones that really have made me hate the targeting rule and just right. the ejections from that because it's just terrible in college. The NFL it isn't as bad. You don't really see ejections that often in the NFL. Well, and, and
1: that's what, and that's why I think I was so surprised. I mean, I, I, right. if, it, if it was dirty, I, right. I, then yeah, he got to go. Nothing about that play was dirty to me. Right. It was him lowering his head because that's what people do when they play football sometimes, unfortunately. Um, but it—he's not lunging with his head. He's making a play with his head, but he's not forcing his head to make the play. That's the problem that I have. And again, I understand. Look, if y'all think that this it, it warrants an ejection, that's fine. I, I, I would love to compile a list of head-to-head hits, though, that look very similar well, to what I we know. saw in that game throughout the season and people don't get ejected. That's the problem that I have with this if it's going to be an ejection an ejection it needs to be an ejection for everybody if it's not going to be an ejection then it doesn't need need to be an ejection for anybody because we see those types of plays in every single game every single week and y'all now like you said now you're choosing it because the guy that got hit appears to be really really hurt and mm-hmm. now you feel like you need to and you you need to intervene by ejecting said player and i just don't I don't I don't
0: love that well, idea. It, it sounds like you're asking for the NFL to be consistent and sad. <laughs> I know
1: that's a lot. I know I'm asking
0: o- the only place where when you talk about rules in the league and, and, and penalties that they're consistent with are things that involve hitting yeah. the quarterback. Thus that, that, the only thing penalty-wise that they're going to be consistent with. Everything else is kind of just up to the referee's discretion, sadly.
1: Completely agree. Outside of that. Think that the defense, we have, now that we have gotten that off of our chest, I yeah. <laughs> think that the defense definitely played well. Look, and and the Titans, again, aren't that great of a team. Um, Ryan Tannehill, we know, left the game early. And so he only ended up completing 50% of his passes, 76 yards. Then Malik Willis comes in, 74 passes, let um, me excuse me, 74 yards. Um, And we know one of them was the big play, was a big play. So, I mean, obviously they did their job and did what they had to do. I will say this, though. um, Having Ryan Tannehill sidelined at the end of that game was definitely beneficial for the Ravens because I do think that Malik Willis is a player that holds on to the ball just a little too long because he's an athletic type of guy. And so he knows that he can use his legs. Um, to ten plays, so he'll hold on the to ball too long as opposed to Tannehill is going to get that ball out, which really would have been problematic for the Ravens down that stretch had he been healthy. But nonetheless, didn't happen that way, and, and you got to credit the Ravens for continuously finding good defense throughout this whole season thus far.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's been the consistent part of this team has been the defensive side of the ball. They played well, um, all of them, honestly. Uh, I thought they all had their moments. Marlon did a good job uh, throughout the game. Marcus Williams, you know, out there playing one arm and making plays, getting some big-time pass deflections down the field. They end up getting, uh, what, six sacks as a team in this one. I mean, especially once Malik Willis came in, it was just feasting season um, at, at that point. But Tannehill wasn't great himself today. The, the Ravens just did a good job defensively. I mean, they they bottled the Titans up. Some of that play action stuff that the Titans were trying to hit on it, they were able to get something here and there. But for the most part, when they needed it, they couldn't get it. They weren't scoring. I mean, it, until, you know, later on in the game and the Ravens offense kind of goes silent for a little bit. But overall, I just continue to think that this defense is playing winning football. And Patrick Queen, I can't say enough about him. I just mm-hmm. think he's a stud um, this year. I, I, I've always talked to Hallie. Patrick Queen and everybody's talking about this team needing a pass rusher. Patrick Queen is the team's pass. He's the uh, best uh, pass rusher on this team right now. He's a menace as a blitzer. That's been the case. He continues to be their best pressure pressure guy next to Javian Clowney, who might be yep. their best pressure guy. He is just continuing to stack these great games. You hope he doesn't run out of gas. Uh, but Kyle Van Noy, I thought Kyle Van Noy yeah. pretty, pretty well today. Um as well. Geno Stone gets another interception. Uh Justin Matabike, four quarterback hits in this game. He and Jadevion Clowney both the two sack. With, with four quarterback hits. Yeah, and the two sacks. So huge day for Justin Matabike, who I've been looking for. I've been I've been asking about Justin Matabike since the season started. Like, where has he been? So he showed up in a big way um in this game for sure.
1: I completely agree. So it's about that time for Pats on the Hats. I'll let you start, Cordell. I mean, I know that we were very, um, speaking very highly of the defense. So there's a lot of love to spread around in that regard. But who are you giving your first Pat on the Hat to?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll start with my guy, Patrick Queen. You know, he leaves the team in tackles. He gets a sack. Uh the tackle for loss. I mean, he's just everywhere. He he's all over the place, he's in coverage, he's blitzing, he's he's helping in the run game. I, I just I just think he's playing so well right now. And you know, you look at the middle of that defense, and I think that's kind of the prime reason why they're playing so well as a unit between the way that Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are playing, it's kind of contagious on all three levels of that defense. So I think Patrick Queen is just putting together possibly his best year yet as a Raven.
1: I completely agree, and his last year potentially as well. So um, we'll see how this goes, but this could be a bittersweet season for Ravens fans. I um, will move it to the offensive side. I'll give it to Zay Flowers. Got his first NFL career touchdown uh, in the game, and so it was really good to see for him. Um, to finally get that off of his chest. Hopefully there's many more touchdowns to go. Again, he ended the day with six receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. So shout out to Zay Flowers for uh getting that done. Who else you got?
0: Yeah, uh I mentioned him uh a little bit already, but Justin Matabike, he was he just was uh just a huge factor for this Ravens defensive line in the middle, led that group in tackles. He gets the four quarterback hits, he gets the two sacks as well. Um, you know, you're looking for him to be that dynamic player on that defensive line, to, to be the guy that can not only stuff the run but also be a, a beast as a pass rusher as well. And we've talked a lot of, to uh, Chuck Smith, especially coming into the season, about how he's working with all these guys on getting to the quarterback. Justin Matabike was one of the main people that really raved about him working with Chuck Smith. So I've been, I was excited coming into the season to see some of that stuff come to fruition. And uh, on in this game, um, against the Titans, you really got to see it for sure. So hopefully he's able to stack it because this was this was a huge game for Matabike.
1: I completely agree. I'm going to stick to the, I guess, offensive side of the ball. I will go with Devin DuVernay. Listen, we have talked about uh, Devin DuVernay and how he has not been explosive this year and where where is that gone? And I was at Guilford Brewery Hall watching the game this morning, Cordell, and there were people that were just not, impressed with DuVernay and then he hits a 70-yard punt return that puts the Ravens in the position to score. Um, That is something that we definitely missed from DuVernay but it was very good to see him back into a form that we know that he is able to do. Hopefully that that is the first of many to come this season but um, it, it felt good to see him do that particularly when people have been questioning like does he want to play anymore? Does he feel some type of way about you know him and his his role on this team? Like, what does this mean that he just feels like he's not motivated? Well, he found some motivation today, and uh, he did a good job. So I want I definitely got to shout out Devin Duvernay for that punt return.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good one right there. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna stay in the special teams department. I'm going with the goat. What's up? I mean, the Ravens scored 24 points. 18 of those points came off the foot of Justin Tucker, who hit yeah. six field goals in this game, six for six, longest being a 41-yarder. And it's been an up-and-down year to this point in the season for Justin Tucker. A few more misses than we're probably used to seeing him have, albeit from some long distances. But you don't get the GOAT. Name for nothing, you know. It's, it's kind of like every time he's out there, he spoiled us. He he has led us to believe he's going to make every single one of them. Hasn't been that way necessarily to this point in the season, but it was that way in this win over the Titans. They do not beat the Titans without Justin Tucker. That is clear. Um, For sure. So definitely want to give him a pattern to have because he came in uh, in a big way for this offense who couldn't finish drives in the red zone and at times needed a long field goal from him.
1: I completely agree. And um, last one, I guess I'm going to go with your and Clowney two sacks on the day. It just felt like Clowney was on his. You know, he was very close, but no cigar yeah. all year. You know what I mean? Close, but no cigar. And, look, you can say, oh, it's the Titans or whatever. I, I'm Listen, Jadavian Clowney has played at such a high level yeah. um, already in the first six weeks. And to see him finally get those sacks that he worked hard for in the other weeks, um, it, it, it was good to see for him. And I hope that this is the beginning that, you know, he closes in on those close-but-no-cigar sacks that he's had in previous weeks. I hope that, you know, this just kind of puts him on a tear um, this season so you know we complain about pass rush and all these things and look I understand in, in key moments they don't have one but I really felt like down the stretch court out this defense really stepped it up and got really aggressive Um and, and found a way to make sure that the Titans wasn't gonna reel this in
0: yeah I mean it's easy to sit here and say that yeah, it was Malik Willis in the game, and of course they're going to get there. But, hey, he's an athletic quarterback, and yep. he's not the guy that they game plan for. It's the NFL. Anybody that gets on that football field, deserve you know they can beat you. They, they can play. So um, credit to them for kind of not allowing Malik Willis to ever really get comfortable when he got out there. They made him have to run for his life pretty much every play. That's definitely a credit to them.
1: Completely agree. So we'll be talking more this week and recapping uh, the Ravens and Titans game in London. I'm sure we'll hear some more stories about those that were in London that had the opportunity. It really felt like, Cordell, it was a Ravens takeover of sorts. Um, I had a friend of mine that lives in the Tennessee area. So apparently they only had one international flight going out to London per day. And then it was extremely high. So maybe that's why the Titans uh, contingent wasn't in full force the way that the Ravens flock was in London. Because, you know, we live on the East Coast. It's kind of easier to get across the pond than it is, I guess, if you're in Nashville or Tennessee in general. So
0: Yeah, I did see quite a few Ravens fans out there. Uh, A couple of them that I follow on social media, I've seen them out there. So definitely showed up. Uh, in a big way and got to see a win. Absolutely. So we'll talk more this week about the win and how that stacks up
1: against their AFC North opponent uh, during the week. We want to thank you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.